Here they come! Hello and welcome to Effectively Speaking, the podcast that talks about special effects. Not the usual opening because this isn't a usual episode. This is going to be a mini run of something that I've come up with which I'm calling Supplementals. Now, I don't think it's very well known but um, back in the days before podcasting, back in the days before Facebook... I had a blog site devoted to my model work that I did and my mystery model work. And um, about 11, 12 years ago, um, I got it in my head it would be nice to actually contact people who were in various industries that were creative and imaginative and uh, just reach out to them and ask them if they wouldn't mind naming, if they could, their favourite special effects sequence of all time and that little series that I did on my blog site was called Effect Effective Effect being in capital letters I-V-E after it in little letters you see and that really was the genesis of Effectively Speaking that was the first initial thing thought that I had of talking to people um, and asking their opinions on special effects. So, as I say, I reached out to a number of people and I got um, a fair few responses. Uh, some people were in the industry, some people were comic book illustrators, um, and I think I would have carried on doing it, except then Facebook came along and I think I started up my Mystery Models Facebook page and then podcasts come along and that begat this here show. So... What we're going to do, these are just tiny little episodes. Um, I can't call the people back. Um, But what I'm going to do is I'm I'm just going to read you their response to my question, what is your favourite special effects sequence of all time? And uh, read it out, and then afterwards we'll have the the audio uh, clip for that sequence all right so this is the very first one and it is with don bees words just words so don bees then a very important person in the field of special effects in the late 80s and into the 90s it was 11 years ago that I contacted him. I can't even remember how I contacted him, but I contacted him, I did. Um, and I was chuffed to bits that he actually replied because um, I have his IMDB page here and uh, it's a heck of a CV. Um, I'll, I'll just go through it with you. He's actually in three categories uh, in the category of special effects. Um, there's the Fly 2, where he was a mechanical engineer. Revenge of the Sith, where he was an R2-D2 operator. And a film I've never heard of called Pig Hunt, where he was a fabricator. Then under the category of additional crew, he was on The Fly in Creature Effects. Flubber as a puppeteer. 
and Revenge of the Sith, again, R2-D2 operator. But the biggest category he's in is visual effects. And the first one in that is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where he was a puppet engineer. Then Ghostbusters 2, creature effects. Fire in the Sky, creature technician. Radoland Murders, model maker. Starship Troopers, model maker. The Phantom Menace, puppeteer, R2-D2, and visual effects model maker. Galaxy Quest, promoted to chief model maker, and much respect. I love that film dearly. Um, Pearl Harbor, model maker. AI, model maker. Attack of the Clones, droid unit supervisor, stroke R2-D2 operator. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, where he was a lead model maker. Peter Pan, model maker. War of the Worlds, senior model maker. The Island, senior model maker. Mission Impossible 3, senior model maker. I'm getting tired of saying this. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, senior model maker. And the last film he's worked on is Evan Almighty, where he was model stroke miniature maker. All right. So, as I say, that's a heck of a CV there. Um, so, yeah, very, very pleased and stunned to uh, actually communicate with the fella. And uh, here we go. This is quite lengthy quote. So uh, here we go. This is Don and I quote. I have quite a number of favourites. It's hard to choose. Each has their own place due to their technical effectiveness emotional connection within the context of the film, or just plain fun. But since I'm pressed to choose, I'd have to go with the ATAT sequence in Empire Strikes Back. The novelisation of that film came out about a month before the film opened, and I vowed not to read it. Then I vowed only to read the first page, and then only the first chapter, until I read the entire book. As I read it, I imagined each, each sequence playing out, and when I got to the ATAT battle, I knew that it could never be as good as the images my mind conjured up. I knew, even though I was not in the film business at that time, about the problems with blue screen photography, matte issues, miniature photography, etc., etc. When I finally sat in the theatre watching the movie, I knew the sequence was approaching. I dared them to impress me, and they did it. I knew it was stop motion, but it was the first time I felt the craft was used to its advantage. I recognised the implementation of miniature snow planes and painted backdrops, but they all worked, and the editing and sound pulled it all together, using all the disciplines of filmmaking to create a memorable scene. It was just over five years later when I entered the film business and worked on my first film, The Fly, at Chris Wallace's Inc. in Northern California. It was there that I met John Berg, the animator and key creative of that sequence. At first, I was starstruck. It took a while to tell him how much that sequence impressed me. John became my mentor, and we forged a close friendship that continues to this day, and that sequence still holds up. Well, what a quote. What a quote. Um, yeah, and um, I'm, I'm just very pleased for Don to have replied. So, Don, I doubt if you're out there listening to this, but uh, I, I, I was so, so pleased to, uh, to, to be able to um, have a very brief contact with you. So, I'm sure you'll agree, a fantastic choice. And here we go 
with the audio of it. Echo Station 3TA. Okay. 